You're listening to Not The Stock Response, an investment podcast like no other. Perhaps for good reason. And to keep the lawyers happy, this is not formal financial advice. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Not The Stock Response. Here with me in the studio today, I'm joined by Laura Whetstone. Hello. And Toby Bentley. Hello. From Lath Co. Thanks very much for coming in, guys. So, what are we going to be talking about today? I would like to talk about Kim K., also known as Kim Kardashian. Right. So, earlier this year, Kim got into a little bit of hot water. She did. She was sued. Yeah, she was sued along with a few others, including Floyd Mayweather. And they were sued for misleading investors to promote and sell Ethereum Max cryptocurrency. Oh, that's naughty. Not just naughty, that's illegal. That's very naughty then. It's what's what's known as a pump and dump scheme. Uh, Just for the benefit of our listener, do you want to quickly explain what that means? Yeah, so pump and dump's basically where uh, you get people, influencers in this case, but people who have influence in other ways other than social media, who basically sort of get people to invest in various assets, whether it's cryptocurrencies, whether it's equities, you know, stocks and shares. Um, They encourage people to invest and basically once the asset class kind of builds to a, a value where they're able to exit and make a profit, they can then sort of sell their assets leaving, you know, kind of unwilling investors sat on, on basically worthless worthless assets, basically. Yeah, and I think the reason it's important we talk about this um, is that even where it falls short of mis-selling, even where it's not an out-and-out pump-and-dump scheme, there is this quite worrying trend at the moment whereby influencers, as they're known, are promoting these incredibly volatile and unregulated cryptocurrencies, and quite irresponsibly so too. So... Who, who are we talking about here? This isn't an isolated incident. Yeah, we've got people like uh, Matt Damon. Allegedly. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Allegedly. Alec Baldwin. Allegedly. Good, that'll keep compliance happy. Well, I mean, Snorstar cast. Yeah, but I think whilst they are all very good at what they do, maybe they should just keep to their day jobs, um, they <laughs> are also very, you know, have a unique ability to influence people. Um and even if it is well-intentioned, they are just not qualified to give people investment advice. <laughs> uh, how many exams have you done, Laura? Okay. Um, I'd say maybe 10, I think. Is that more or less than Alec Baldwin? Uh, we'd have to fact check, to be fair. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not saying it's not a valid investment. Um, I think just the way it comes about, you know, celebrities, influencers, um, you know, influencing this type of investments. Um, they're not concerned really about the downside. It's just encouraging people to to follow a specific trend. Um, and people love to follow a trend, particularly if it's their favourite person, you know, promoting it. Um, I think what we're trying to get across is actually these people might be, you know, vulnerable. They might not necessarily have the right financial education to make these decisions. Um, and the people promoting it don't really have any idea on these people's individual circumstances. So how can you advise someone to invest not knowing anything about their situation? Um, I think it typically targets people who actually can't really afford to take these risks. Uh, you know, these type of investments are really volatile. And most importantly, these pe- kind of people can't really afford to lose it. Um you know, the stock market's regulated for a reason um, and cryptocurrency has just really lagged in this sense. Um, and I think people are really taking advantage of this. Um, you really just kind of, you know, hear about the people and the heroes that have made millions, but not necessarily about the people that have lost everything as well. 
Yeah, you only ever hear about the the sort of winners, don't you? You don't hear about the the guy in Cardiff who's scraping around in the scrap heap for his uh, <laughs> yeah, for his hard exactly. drive where he's left his Bitcoin on. But no, it's a really good point. I think if you if you look at the people promoting these sort of things, you know, Kim Kardashian, she's what a billionaire. I think so. Billionaire. Yeah. She's very rich. Yeah, very, yeah, sure. very rich. So she can afford to lose some of her some of her savings, right? If she, you know, she invests in a cryptocurrency, she's probably got other other assets that she can fall back on. Her target audience, the people who are buying into these sort of things, are probably more of the, the the sort of people who they don't have maybe as much money to play with, can't afford to take as much risk, but still doing so. So it's uh, you know you only ever hear about the the sort of the winners and, and not the losers as it were well, and, they're, and they're brand new right so in terms of the sort of confirmation bias thing it's yeah. it's a very powerful story because you go well look this is what's happened over you know x this quite short period it's quite hard to argue with that stories and you know stories stories are very powerful right exactly what's the one that we were talking about in the green room the bitcoin pub? pizza day yeah <laughs> <laughs> so just just take us through what happened on bitcoin pizza day Oh, that, that was, um, yeah, but when, well, I suppose it was the story that kind of like made Bitcoin real. Um, you know, a programmer from Florida back in 2010, um, one of the early Bitcoin miners offered 10,000 Bitcoin to anyone who would bring him two large pizzas. What, uh, what did he go for? He went for pepperoni, Papa John's. Oh, excellent choice. Great choice. But yeah, anyway, the reason it's so well known um, is that if this guy had held on to his 10,000 Bitcoin instead of getting the two pepperoni pizzas um, and sold it at Bitcoin's all-time high in 2021, he would have made around $690 million. Well, that is a lot of pizza. And pepperoni. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's a great story, right? So... Just on that again, interesting point. You, you talk about if he'd sold it at the, at the sort of the peak of, of Bitcoin's you know value, if. right? Exactly. If we can all look back in hindsight and say that's when you're going to sell, but at the end of the day, you know, we hear about these stories of rocketing values. We hear about these get rich quick schemes, but in reality, nobody knows sort of how these things are going to play out, especially when they're particularly as volatile as, as these sort of investments. So you've just got to take, it again, a long-term view on the whole picture. And I think we sort of talked about this earlier, right? If, if cryptocurrency on its own isn't a bad investment, I don't think we're sitting here at any point and saying, you know, crypto bad, equities, bonds, good. It's, it's just a case of looking at all in, in a sort of a bigger picture. And if we're sort of talking about, you know, having one or 2% of your, of your assets invested in crypto, which is a bit more sort of volatile and, and you can afford to lose that money, great, that's fine. But at the same time, if we're kind of relying on, you know, retirement, retire, re relying on sort of funds that you need in the future, we probably don't want to be investing in things that are as volatile as, as cryptocurrency. Yeah, absolutely. I think if it's, um, you know, a small port part of your overall portfolio and, I think that you've had that advice around, you know, whether it's the right investment for you specifically for your aims and objectives. Um, and again, you know, you're prepared to lose a proportion of it because ultimately it is unregulated. Then, yeah, that, that's fair. So don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Particularly not an unregulated basket. Well, indeed. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I think we'd better leave it there or we'll have to put another 20p in the machine. Uh, Laura, Toby, great to have you on the show. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, and on behalf of at least a handful of listeners, uh, thank you. Over to you, Vera. We'll meet again Don't know where Don't know when But I know